folks? Welcome back to the second episode of the latest and greatest from FreightWaves TV, The Drop Zone. I'm your host, Jack Dalio, and in last month's inaugural episode, we took a look at some of, in my opinion, uh, the most fascinating drone deliveries happening right now. Uh, I'm talking about deliveries of COVID vaccines, blood samples, and other medical supplies. Uh, last month, I sat down with Zipline's Okoma Moronu and Elroy Ayer's Dave Merrill to break down all the ins and outs of the technology behind humanitarian drone deliveries, which are happening all over the world, from Sub-Saharan Africa to Southeast Asia, and really just about anywhere in between. Uh, for this month, though, I wanted to keep things a little bit closer to home. So you're going to hear from some people who are bringing drone delivery straight into your backyard. Uh, have you ever had a cup of coffee or a six-piece order of chicken wings fall right from the sky into your lap? Probably sounds pretty futuristic, but believe it or not, that's kind of the the place we've arrived at. Uh, you'll first hear from Yard Bash. He's the CEO of Flytrex, which is based in Israel, uh, but they're doing a lot of their flying right here in the U.S. Uh, you might even recognize a few of their clients. How about Dairy Queen, Starbucks, and Jersey Mike's, just to name a few. Uh, so far, Flytrex is running drone delivery services in North Carolina and Texas, and they've come up with a high-wire act to get frappuccinos and blizzards into your hands without a hitch. Then, in the second half of the show, you'll get to hear a discussion between myself and Greg James, who is the head of business development for DroneUp. Uh, if you're paying attention to the drone delivery space at all, you've probably heard of DroneUp. They're working with Walmart to deliver from its stores in six different states, and they're already reaching four million people with that service. And food isn't the only thing on the menu. DroneUp is also working to fly grocery and health and wellness items straight to your house. So the next time you need to pick up one or two things from your local Albertsons or CVS, you can have them come right to you instead. Both of these companies are in that suburban last mile of drone delivery, which is where most commercial drone delivery programs are taking off right now. So you'll also hear in this month's episode, uh, the guests talk about why the suburbs are such a good fit for drone delivery and what needs to happen in order to bring it to cities. Stay tuned to hear from Greg and Yarov, and thanks for dropping in. All right, it's time to introduce the first guest on this month's show. He's the head of a drone delivery company that's based out of Israel, but has been building a huge presence here in the U.S. with services in North Carolina and Texas. Uh, they actually began flying commercially in the U.S. Uh, even before some of the big U.S. companies like Amazon and Wing, which is the drone delivery arm of Alphabet. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Yard Bash. He's the CEO of Flytrex. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, thank you, Jack. It's a pleasure being on your show. Yeah, so before we get into some of the, the nitty-gritty technology, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Flytrex and where your focus is within drone delivery? Uh, Flytrex is an end-to-end on-demand delivery provider. Only instead of using humans, we're using drones. So as you could imagine, drones are a big part of what we do, but it's, it's not everything. Uh, at the end, it's all about bringing you your hot meal from your favorite restaurant, in a more affordable price and in a faster way, which means a hotter meal. Yeah, and um, you know, you, you talk about some of the the things that you want to deliver uh, a hot meal, for example. Um, now, I'm also interested in the places that you deliver because you know some companies uh, like Amazon, for example, uh, they're they're aiming to to launch delivery in College Station, which is it's a, it's a pretty big town of about a hundred thousand people. Uh, the way I understand it, Flytrex is more focused on areas that are a little bit more spread out. Can, can you talk about sort of the the target area that you're delivering to? Uh, at the end, I think most 
companies that are targeting uh, consumer-owned deliveries are targeting the same areas. Basically, anyone who has a backyard, that's roughly 82 million backyards just in the two, uh, in the U.S., uh, two-thirds of the population. So uh, you could say that Alphabet, Amazon, and Flytrex are aiming at the, uh, the, the same territories, but, you know, it's an infinite field currently, so uh, not a problem there. Yeah, yeah. So this idea of of having a hot meal or a cup of Starbucks coffee uh, airdropped on a wire into your backyard—it's it's a pretty outlandish idea. Uh, but that's kind of the reality of where we are today. Um, now, was this sort of always that the, the vision that you had in mind uh, when you founded Flytrex? So we started by you know thinking that drone deliveries are going to be uh, something useful. And as we progressed, we realized that we, uh, Flytrex as a company, would like to focus mostly on food delivery from restaurants. And so we've optimized everything from the drone all the way to the customer app to target that use case. Uh, it's a bit like ground-based uh, deliveries. There's a huge difference between a, uh, a traditional demand delivery company that brings you your hamburger from a restaurant to a FedEx or UPS truck that brings you a package. Both are doing deliveries, but they're very different companies using very different vehicles. And, and it's the same with drone deliveries. You're going to see multiple companies working with very different vehicles that are servicing different needs of, of end customers and, and commercial customers. So, so you mentioned that uh, the suburbs are a good fit for the drone. Uh, but I'm also wondering, you know, what makes the drone a good fit for the suburbs? Uh, specifically uh, Flytrex's drone, you know, what are sort of the key components, uh, the key technologies that are going on that make this such a good fit for that that kind of setting? So as I said, the, the goal uh, for Flytrex is really to optimize everything for a meal delivery in the suburbs, or the way we like to say, a dinner for a family in the suburbs. So in terms of payload capacity, we can carry 6.6 pounds. Currently, I believe that's the uh, the drone that can carry the largest payload from the different companies that are uh, being certified. Uh, it's designed to be ultra quiet, and we've delivered tens of thousands of items in in four stations with a, without a single complaint of noise. And at the end, it's meant to be completely autonomous. So we we hover sometimes eighty feet up in the air, and then we lower the uh, the package on a tether. We start fast, but at the end, we really lower it gently to the ground. And people have tes tested us with, you know, coffee from Starbucks, eggs, ice cream, and whatnot. It, it just works. There are videos online. So everything end-to-end -end was designed to, uh, especially for that. We don't have to fly 20 miles away. So we can build more affordable drones that can do more deliveries and carry more payload to shorter ranges. Uh, Again, similar to how it works with ground deliveries. You've got trucks, you've got uh, scooters. In cities, you've got people on e-bikes. So it's really about optimizing the vehicle to the specific operation that you're doing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I think another really interesting part of, of these deliveries specifically is the, the piece at the end where you're transferring the good to the consumer. Um, you know, what were some of the earlier ideas that you had for that? And what? how did you finally settle on using sort of this wire uh, to, to lower goods into your backyard? Uh, I can say that we've invented it. And I, I think that we're seeing a lot of companies uh, using the same method. 
Uh, at the end, your end customer is not necessarily going to watch a two-minute uh, safety video uh, on your app. They, you know, they just want to order their food and get their hamburger. Uh, so one of the things we realized is that it's important that the end customer will not be anywhere near our drone. It's uh, hazardous for both sides. And what we're doing is we're hovering way up in the air, 80, up to 80 feet up in the air, and then we're lowering the package gently to the ground, and then we release it and fly back. And even if you try to pull the tether, we just release it and fly back. So the system was built uh, to support a lot of deliveries. So uh, there's always going to be a person that's not going to watch the instructions and will just come and try to grab the wire. So we designed the system to, uh, you know, to, to support that. We realized that not all of our customers are going to be uh, professional pilots or, uh, you know, computer science and engineers. Yeah, I think that's a good contingency plan, uh, making sure that uh, no one's hitching a ride back to the restaurant on the wire. <laughs> and actually, you know, the FAA tests us on everything. So uh, we've had them test that as well. Uh, they really, you know, it's a lengthy process and, and for a good reason. Uh, safety is key and it's in everybody's interest to make sure that our skies stay as the, safe as they are today. And that's the way that aviation has evolved for almost 100 years now. Uh, so, you know, it's a lengthy process, but we're, uh, we're with it and we understand why it's lengthy and we're happy to be part of the uh, revolution. Definitely. And, um, you know, so far we've, we've talked about that revolution as it sort of relates to the suburbs. Um, but, you know, what are the, you know, what pieces of tech would you need to either add or modify if you wanted to move into the cities as well? Because you're dealing with, you've got these tall buildings. You've got more people around, so more potential safety hazards. Uh, what are some things that you would have to add or modify in order to, to be in that environment too? Well, listen, you've got 82 million backyards in the U.S. Uh, we'll start with those and again, then go to the uh, urban areas, which uh, they're, they're actually a niche market, like maybe one third of the, uh, of the population. Having said that, it's, at the end, it's not about the drone, it's about the user experience. Uh, we can do uh, urban deliveries today, but we'll ask you to go to a street corner or climb to a rooftop. And usually, you know, there's no elevator. You have to climb stairs to uh, to get there if it's open and if it's vacant for a, you know, a delivery. Uh, so in terms of user experience, I think it's going to take a while before we'll see solutions that are good for an urban environment. It's not that it's not technologically viable or possible. It's just that the Unit economy, it's, it's going to cost you more to do a uh, an urban delivery. And, you know, why start with that when you've got uh, the low-hanging fruit of two-thirds of the population who are basically, today they're underserved. You've got many more deliveries happening in, you know, Manhattan and, and downtown San Francisco than in the suburbs of, of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, uh, you know, focusing on on the areas that you're able to get off the ground first. Uh, and speaking of, uh, you've been pretty busy over the past couple of years getting those drones in the air. Um, can you tell me a little bit about some of the partnerships uh, and some of the services that you've added recently? I know that there uh, was one in Texas in particular. So we've uh, just opened a few months ago a fourth station in Texas, uh, in the town of Granbury, just outside of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. 
Uh, we'll continue expanding and uh, we'll be announcing hopefully more stations uh, by the end of this year. Simultaneously, we're working on partnerships with the different restaurants, uh, chains and retailers. Uh, we've got more than 15 partnerships in place. Most of them uh, haven't been announced, but the, between the ones that have been announced, you've got Unilever's, you've got the ice cream shop, you've got Walmart, uh, we've got a pilot with them. Uh, it's just Wings, Jersey Mike's, and a lot other that will be announced hopefully in the future. Yeah, you've got uh, you've got one of my favorites there, Jersey Mike's. I'm, I'm a Jersey boy myself. So uh, when I so, saw that... Wow. Here, I... People, I, I can tell you that both in North Carolina and Texas, people love Jersey Mike's. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you again, Yariv, for, for joining the show. Uh, you've been a great guest and uh, have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Jack. You too. It was a pleasure. All right. If you thought I was done, you were very wrong because I've got another fantastic guest here with me today. He's a part of the drone delivery company that's piloting a delivery service for the biggest retailer in the world. Uh, and they're airdropping everything from food to wellness items to medical supplies. Uh, introducing Greg James, head of business development for Virginia Beach-based Drone Up. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hey, how are you, Jack? I'm doing well, Greg. Thanks for being here. And uh, before we get into some of the, the nittier, grittier stuff, uh, I want to start off with a little bit of background on the company uh, for those who are unacquainted as of yet. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about DroneUp and where and what you prefer to deliver? Sure. Um, so DroneUp was sort of um, five years ago, 2016. Um, we started as a, you know, really a drone services company and, uh, you know, pivoted more, more into the, to delivery once we established the fact that you could, um, you know, safely deliver uh, COVID test kit supplies and that kind of kickstarted our, our relationship with Walmart. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting that the question about what do we prefer to, to deliver? I mean, obviously there are, there are, you know, items that we, that you, that regulatory wise, you're, you're not allowed to, but like, I think when we think about who we support, it's really interesting to, to kind of think about the fact that you can support retail, e-commerce, uh, food partners, medical partners. Um, you know, and I think that, that, when we think about what our solution offers is it's, you know, right now what we're trying to figure out is, you know, what can drone delivery do as part of a broader last mile strategy, right? It's, we always refer to it as not, as not a silver bullet, bullet, but a but part of a, of a, of a, of a bigger, bigger puzzle. So um, we've been, it's been really exciting, I think, to, to be part of the company and kind of see that we're, we're starting to uh, kind of create an industry here. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, and a lot of the larger companies that are working on drone delivery services, uh, you know, your Amazons, your UPS Flight Forwards, your DHLs, uh, a lot of those companies have had some trouble uh, launching their programs because uh, they were a little bit too ambitious. Uh, maybe they wanted to fly long distance. Uh, maybe they wanted to fly in urban areas. Um, so what is it about the space that you're occupying that makes it uh, such a good space to get drone delivery services off the ground? Well, I think where we're where we are really focused is kind of proving capability, improving safety. Um, you know, we are focused on kind of last mile delivery. Today, we deliver out of three locations in in Bentonville, or in, in around Northwest Arkansas, I should say. Um, just opened our our third one a few weeks ago, and um, you know, it's the capabilities that we're out there to to, to try to go prove is is really rooted in in. Um, you know, in, in safety and I think, you know, dependability. Uh, and, you know, I, I think we're, we're trying to take step, step-by-step -step approach uh, to 
uh, to prove to prove that, that that we can that we can deliver to, to customers and kind of meet a customer expectation. Uh, yeah, I guess like you know, what are some of the what what's some of the technology that goes into that safety component? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think the you know the, when we started to think about um, you know number one, it's all about you know having a really well defined you know concept of operations, safety management system, the, the, those kind of things. That's a, a really great. Um, heavily invested in kind of uh, training programs for our operators and pilots, um, so that you know, so that we can do repeatable deliveries, right, at, at, at scale. I mean, that's that's I think some of what we look at as kind of as kind of brass tacks, um, you know. But then I think about you know really being able to do precision landing and delivery to a customer's doorstep, um, you know, all the technology that's kind of baked baked baked, in, baked into that, which I which I won't I won't get into, but there's. Um, you know, the, the, the software, I think we like to position ourselves as a, as, as a software company to, to be able to kind of en- en- enable that, right? Um, you know, thinking through kind of a, a, a autonomous flight and the, and, and the tools that, that, that we use to get there. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, that all adds up to being able to deliver to a customer's doorstep end to end in less than 30 minutes. Um, and that's, you know, the, the, the way that I, I like to think about it is that's the promise that Walmart is making to the customer and that's the expectation that they're setting. And that, that's what we, we, we achieved to kind of to, to try to execute. Not too long after you joined the company, Walmart uh, made a huge investment in your tech. Uh, can you talk about how that relationship has evolved since then? Uh, I know you just recently had uh, an expansion. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, our our partnership with Walmart is wonderful. I, personally, I'm involved with them every day and um, really love working with their team from Operations to uh, to you know innovations and, and and that kind of stuff and I'd say they're a, a very very they're very serious about drone delivery and the fact that they announced that we'd be you know we'd be going to multiple markets and and, and thirty four locations and um, there's uh, you know I think what has been great is like just how open and flexible and kind of innovative the, the team has been um, to to kind of think through the the, the entire kind of end to end process. Yeah, and then um, you know, I'm interested. Uh, you know, what, what's sort of the long term outlook on that partnership? Like, do you envision having drones flying out of every Walmart store in the country uh, by the end of the decade? Uh, you know, what what do you kind of see as the the limits of this partnership? Well, I, I obviously can't speak to any kind of further expansion plans, but you know, I think the more that we prove that it's a really great customer experience, um, you know, I, I think I think there's. Um, uh, and we can kind of, kind of continually, continually innovate our, our software platforms, all, all, all that good stuff. Um, we'll be able to prove more and more capabilities in the, in the future. Yep. And I, I know that you're not able to talk about expansion, but uh, are you able to give us a look under the hood at maybe any other tech that Joinup is working on? Um, I wish I could, but but the I think when you start to consider some of the you know some of the past acquisitions that we made, I, I think at the end of the day, you know we 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 want to we can be the only drone provider out there that can provide services uh, in terms of drone services and, and some of the traditional uh, use cases for drones were the only ones that could provide delivery and airspace management, um, you know, that, that I think have benefits for, like I mentioned earlier, e-commerce, retail, food partners, medical partners. Um, you know, that's where I think, I think we're really focused on, um, you know, kind of looking at, looking at all those kind of services. How do we bring them all, all under one roof? How can we really, really be uniquely uh, positioned in the marketplace that way? Yeah, that's well said. And, uh, you know, before we wrap up, uh, I want to play a little game with you. Um, we, so I've got a couple of anonymous drone patents here. I've got three of them. Uh, I'll, I'll read you a little excerpt from the abstract of each one, and then I'll give you three options of who filed it. Uh, Am I allowed to Google this while you say it or no? 
no Googling is allowed, unfortunately. Um, so first one, uh, quote reads, primary vehicles having cameras or other sensors generate and transmit instructions for causing secondary vehicles, such as personal delivery devices, to travel on selected courses and speeds. The primary vehicles capture or process images or other data to determine positions or orientations of the secondary vehicle, to detect any obstacles, and to select courses or speeds for the secondary vehicle. Uh, so was this from UPS Flight Forward, uh, Amazon, or DHL? Those are your options. Um, I lost you halfway through that, but um, I would say, <laughs> I, I, I would guess, I would guess um, Amazon. It is Amazon, actually. Uh, so I've actually written about this patent. It's a pretty cool yeah. one. Uh, in, in more layman's terms, basically their idea is to have a delivery van that launches drones and the van actually kind of controls the yep. drones. It's sort of the, the brain of the operation. Yeah, I remember seeing all that right. article. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, second one here. Uh, a system for delivery of merchandise, the system comprising an autonomous ground vehicle, or AGV, uh, an unmanned aerial vehicle, and a third control circuit operatively coupled to at least one sensor of the AGV configured to detect obstacles. Um, so you've got Walmart, Target, and Wing, the, the drone delivery arm of Alphabet as your option. I would say Wing. Now, this one actually, surprisingly, is a, is a Walmart patent. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I, I would have thought Wing too. But uh, yeah, basically the idea is sort of a combination of like a sidewalk delivery robot and, and a drone and the robot will launch the drone to complete the, the journey if, if the robot runs into like a, a gate or a fence or something like that. So this gets back to partnering with a company that's really innovative and, and obviously is, is trying, trying to think through uh, the, the complete solution for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Walmart uh, has, has done a lot uh, in that space, not only with drones, but with robots as well. And, and of course, with both. Um, all right. Going to this, this third and final patent. Uh, a UAV is configured to be capable of determining whether a delivery zone being visited has changed relative to a previous point in time. The change corresponds to an environmental change uh, in which scene alterations could affect delivery of goods by the UAV. Uh, examples include the growth of a tree, addition of a building structure, and like. Um, so your options for that are wing, again, uh, UPS flight forward, and zipline. Zipline. Just because that one actually is. That one's the wing patent, actually. Oh, okay. Well, I went one for three, Jack. <laughs> hey, that's uh, probably better than I think 90, 99% of people do. So uh, great job. And uh, thanks again for being on the show, Greg. Uh, it's been great chatting with you and uh, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We had a story run in Freight Waves last month about how drone delivery will stay niche. Well, if they're going to stay niche, and the space that our guests just talked about today is that niche. The suburbs make a ton of sense for drones. For example, uh, I'm living in Brooklyn, New York, and if I looked out my window right now, I'd see 10 different restaurants and grocery stores and convenience stores that I could walk to. Uh, if I looked on Google Maps, I'd see another 50 that are within a five-minute drive. Uh, you know, at that point, the route is short enough and direct enough that it doesn't make much of a difference whether it's a car or the drone that's making that trip. But that changes in the suburbs. Uh, growing up in one, I can't tell you the number of times I got a late night craving only to be put off because traveling a mile in the suburbs is not the same as traveling a mile in the city. Uh, winding roads, uneven terrain, these kinds of things make it harder to reach the speed that, that you can get in cities. And that's where drones come in. Uh, I could have a delivery driver travel the one mile between the store and my house 
on a road that's actually three miles long, or I could have a drone fly straight from the store to my house and make one mile, one mile. So it's when that distance between the customer and the store spreads out. That's when drones can be the most effective. Then there's also the fact that it's just easier to fly in suburbs. There's no tall buildings. There's no city ordinances, uh, no crowds of people standing below the flight path. That makes the suburbs uh, something of a regulatory heaven for these drone companies. And that's a big reason that you're seeing the biggest drone delivery services pop up in places like Holly Springs, North Carolina, instead of New York or L.A. Uh, Maybe those places are next to come. But the folks you just heard from are getting their drone delivery services off the ground right now. And I think that's pretty exciting stuff. Until next time, thanks for dropping in.